Hi, welcome to Bookie, which unlock big ideas from world bestsellers in audio, text, and mind map. Please download Bookie at Apple Store or Google Play with more features. Get your free mind snack now. Today we'll unlock the book Hacking Growth, How Today's Fastest Growing Companies Drive Breakout Success. We all know that when a company has just developed a new product or service, it needs marketing and promotion. If the company is strong, it can buy advertisements and attract users regardless of the cost. However, most startups don't have much money in the beginning. They have to rely on other non-traditional marketing methods. Due to the pressure of competition, some companies have developed growth hacking abilities. Growth hacking is a concept proposed by Sean Ellis in 2010. It refers to a marketing method developed by a talented group with strong technical and marketing skills in the internet industry. They help companies achieve explosive growth at low or even no cost using creative methods and scientific data analysis. In a word, they aim to solve the growth problem in a smarter way, but without much money. Let's look at an example. In 1996, the internet was in its early stage, and there was a company named Hotmail that was having trouble growing its number of email users. Then they wondered, what if their users could do their advertising for them? They found a way to do that by adding a simple sentence at the bottom of each email that users sent, get your free email at Hotmail along with a link to a landing page to set up an account. After making this small change, the miracle happened. The team's founder sent an email to a friend in India, and Hotmail had 300,000 users in India three weeks later. At that time, this was amazing growth. The method that Hotmail used was growth hacking. They did not attract people offline or spend a lot on advertisements. They just embedded marketing in the product itself in a technical way and achieved explosive growth in users. So, here is the question, how can growth hacking find a problem and help a product achieve explosive growth? This book answers this question. This book has two authors. Sean Ellis is the founder of the growth hacking movement and has helped more than four companies grow rapidly. While he was working for Dropbox's interim head of marketing, the company saw a growth of over 500% every year. This book is a summary of Sean Ellis's theory and experience. It has become a must-read handbook for many technology companies. The other author Morgan Brown is a senior startup marketing specialist. He established GrowthHackers.com with Ellis. He was the CEO of Inman News and now works at Facebook. Next, we will cover the book in two parts. Part 1, How to Build a Complete Growth Hacking System. Part 2, Using Growth Hacking to Turn Strangers into Loyal Users. First, let's look at how to build a complete growth hacking system. Companies like Uber and LinkedIn have undergone explosive growth, and it's commonly thought that their success is based on subversive and revolutionary business ideas. However, this is not true. The popularity of their products did not happen quickly or easily. They have succeeded because they follow a carefully refined system. In this book, the authors explain how to build a complete growth hacking system. Such a system includes four elements, a growth team, a must-have product, the North Star metric, and high-speed experimentation. Let's start with the first element, the growth team. Currently, the traditional organizational structure adopted by many companies consists of silos. 
This means that a company usually has many departments, such as the marketing department, the production department, the engineering department, and the data science department. These departments are usually independent silos. They are not necessarily in the same office or even in the same country. Each department just focuses on its own tasks and there is little communication, information sharing, or cooperation between them. To build a growth team, we need to change this picture. We do that by choosing talent from all departments to form a growth team. The team includes leaders, product managers, software engineers, marketing specialists, data analysts, and so on. That is how BitTorrent reorganized its team when it had growth problems. Originally, the company's marketing and product teams were separated, and there was no cooperation between the departments. After a product was developed, the marketing team made plans and put them into practice. However, user numbers grew very slowly. Later, the company reorganized its divisions to let the product team and the marketing team work together. The marketing team did research, provided product insights, and conveyed them to the product team. One insight was interesting. At first, the product team wondered why so many users hadn't upgraded their app to the professional version. Was the functionality not good enough? Or did users not need it? However, after research, the marketing team found that many users didn't even know there was a professional version of the app. Therefore, the product team added an impossible to miss upgrade button on the home screen. That simple change caused a 92% increase in revenue. The marketing team also found similar product insights that helped the product team optimize products. These insights made a huge difference to BitTorrent's total revenue, which increased by 300% in a year. A growth team may have dozens or hundreds of members. In addition to the ability to work together, the growth team also needs strong support from senior managers. There must be channels the team leader can use to report directly to them. Next, let's look at the second element of the growth hacking system, offering must-have products. To achieve rapid growth, a company must have core products which in its users' eyes should be must-haves. But many companies often begin at the wrong end when launching new products. They focus merely on user growth and ignore whether or not their products are appealing to users. For example, in 2010, Branch Out, a professional social site founded by Facebook was pursuing rapid growth while it was unsure whether users would want to use the product. In just three months, the growth team managed to increase the number of branch out users from 4 million to 25 million using technical methods. However, when people began to use the site, they were disappointed. It just wasn't very useful. Soon, lots of those new users left. The information media called it a big hoax. The company finally realized that it could only sustain long-term user growth by developing good products. But how can you tell whether a product is good or not? The book says the key is to see whether the product can deliver an aha moment to users. What is an aha moment? It's that moment when users feel amazed and want to praise your product when using it. Take Uber as an example. When you can't find a taxi, you just need to click on a phone app. An Uber car will pick you up in 8 minutes. Isn't that cool? This experience makes users feel that the product is so convenient and indispensable that they must share it with their friends. This is the product's aha moment. But often, 
it's hard to tell whether a product offers an aha moment or not. We need to find out if it does by getting user feedback and data about retained users. First, we can use questionnaires to investigate whether a product is a must-have or not. This is a reliable method for gathering feedback. For instance, you can select active users and ask them questions like, how disappointed would you be if the product was unavailable tomorrow? If it wasn't available anymore, what other product would you use instead? What is the value of this product to you? By examining the feedback on these questions, you can find out whether the product is a must-have or not. We can also learn how to refine the product or our communication to make the product indispensable. We can even learn what kinds of users are interested in the product. Secondly, we can also observe the retention rate through data analysis to see how many users use the product at the beginning and after a certain period. If the retention rate is high, the team has attained one of the necessary conditions to drive growth. Otherwise, you need to continue to research and discover why the product still isn't indispensable. At times, the indispensability found through research may be different from the original design and positioning of a product. If so, the product needs to be repositioned. For instance, Instagram, the popular photo-sharing app was originally a social network based on location, and its functions were very complicated. Its founder insisted on data analysis and found that users were ignoring many functions of the product and just using the photo-sharing function. So they redesigned the product and removed all the functions except for photos, comments, and likes, which helped it achieve great success. Any company must analyze its data to find out the aha moment of its products and adjust its direction accordingly. Now we have a growth team and a good product. Next, we need to determine our growth strategy and priorities. This brings us to the third element of the growth hacking system, the North Star metric. The North Star metric is the core indicator of product growth, and it can lead the team towards the final goal. Why should we determine the North Star metric? Because having too many growth indicators will trap the team in analysis paralysis and cause the team to lose focus. Sometimes, the team chooses an indicator, works hard to improve it, but then discovers it's not useful for achieving rapid growth. Thus, the authors suggest that the first step in determining your growth strategy and figuring out where to focus is to understand which metrics matter most for your product's growth. The best way to do this is to craft what Johns dubbed a company's fundamental growth equation. This is a simple formula that represents all of the key factors that will combine to drive your growth. Then we need to identify a more specific combination of factors that are uniquely its own and crucial to growth. For example, for the online store eBay, the number of items, the number of users who visit the website, and the number of new users every day are all growth indicators. But the company has found that the more items they have online, the more potential customers they get, because people just can't stop sharing eBay with their families and friends when they can get whatever they want at eBay. Therefore, the total number of items is the most significant factor among these growth elements. This is eBay's North Star metric. We also need to be clear about two things about the North Star metric. The first one is that different products have different North Star metrics. For example, the advertising-based revenue model of social networks like Facebook requires a large number of users to stay on the website for a long time. So, 
Its North Star metric is the number of active daily users, which is how many users log in every day. Professional social networks such as LinkedIn aim to attract more recruiters who acquire benefits by subscribing to its advanced features. So, LinkedIn's North Star metric is to make sure that lots of people use the platform to create their resume. The second point is that the North Star metric is not fixed. The North Star metric also constantly changes as a company expands or updates its product. For instance, in the early stage of developing a product, we may focus more on whether it has many users. At this stage, the number of users is the North Star metric. When the product has enough users, we might pay attention to whether users are using the product every day. Then, frequency of usage becomes the North Star metric. Finally, let's look at the fourth element of the growth hacking system, testing at a high tempo. The key to growth hacking is to conduct experiments. Most experiments will not produce satisfying results. Only a few will achieve great success, so you need to test continuously and find the best outcomes. Additionally, the more tests you do, the more you can learn from failures. This process often leads to better performance and better ideas which will eventually bring more successes. The huge competitive advantage of a company always comes from such small successes. So how do you conduct experiments? There are four steps, data analysis and insight gathering, idea generation, experiment prioritization, and running the experiments. Let's look at the first step, data analysis and insight gathering. The growth leader and the data analysts need to analyze user data, including their location, age, behavior, best user traits, reasons why users stop using the product, and so on. We need to explore the potential growth opportunities suggested by this data. The second step is idea generation, which means coming up with growth ideas. We need to encourage team members to be creative and contribute all of their ideas. We can also gather ideas from other colleagues and people in other fields. The third step is experiment prioritization. After we have enough ideas, we can grade each one of them and select the most valuable idea to experiment with. The last step is running the experiments through which we can find out if the idea produces a positive effect. After the four steps are accomplished, we can return to the first step, data analysis and insight gathering. This forms a cycle that the authors call the growth hacking process. The growth hacking process goes on and on and can produce constant growth for the company. However, we need to control the rhythm of the experiments. The team should start slowly and gradually increase its experiments after the team finds its footing with the new process. Usually, it's best to accomplish one process in one or two weeks. The book The Lean Startup also stresses the importance of testing products and growth through experiments. If you want to learn more about it, please listen to our bookie about The Lean Startup. Now let's review the first part. A complete growth hacking system includes four elements, the growth team, a must-have product, the North Star metric, and high-speed experimentation. Building a growth team requires changing siloed team structures and gathering talent from all departments to work cooperatively. To produce a must-have product, we need to investigate whether our product is a must-have and analyze data to see if the product creates an aha moment for users. If not, we need to do more research to learn how to make the product indispensable. It may also be necessary to reposition the product. Next, 
The North Star metric is the most significant indicator of product growth. Determining this indicator can guide the team to strive towards the final goal. Last but not least, high-speed experimentation consists of four steps, data analysis and insight gathering, idea generation, experiment prioritization, and running the experiments. Today we are just sharing limited content. To unlock more key insights of world-class bestseller please download our app. Just search for B-O-O-K-E-Y at Apple Store or Google Play. Get your free mind snack now. Dir hat dieser Podcast gefallen? Dann klicke jetzt auf Abonnieren und empfehle ihn weiter. Bleib immer auf dem Laufenden und folge uns bei Twitter, Instagram und Facebook. Mehr Podcasts findest du auf meinpodcast.de.